You know, I, I still get a smile on my face when I think about how I feng shuied my wife. No, that doesn't sound right. It's really <laughs> how I feng shuied to get my wife uh, during that clear year that I discussed, that, that period where I declared I will not have a girlfriend. It was really a year of, of celibacy, which sounds strange saying it out loud, but that was an amazing period for me. Um, and not the least reasons was because my level of self-awareness just really expanded, just skyrocketed during that period of time. And I had a lot of fun as well. Uh, I realized during that period that I had to get out of the entertainment business. And it was a decision that was a long time coming. And there were a lot of factors. I will almost certainly talk about that down the line. But I began to evolve into health and wellness uh, in a bigger way. Uh, For my own sake, primarily, uh, I was working on my own wellness, obviously. But I also began to convert some of my acting clients. Uh, I was an acting and audition coach towards the end of my time uh, in that business into personal training clients, which is really how I began making use Uh, more use of that personal training certificate I earned when I wanted to learn how to manage my low back pain. Uh, At that time, I was also training, uh, began training for marathons and for triathlons. And man, that was was exciting. It was my first taste of stepping up to a starting line. The The excitement that you experience when you step up to a starting line Uh, for an event like that. Actually, it's matched only by the feeling that you get when you're standing backstage in a theater, ready to go on, quiet, the lights go down, and everybody is silent. The audience goes silent. And in the darkness, you walk on stage, take your place, the lights go up, and you're on. I mean... I think I just disappeared back there for a moment. Those few seconds are magnificent. Similar to that feeling you get. Similar. uh, Standing on on a starting line. In fact, I think I exchanged one excitement for another. I never really thought about that uh, before. Um, Also, during that period of time, uh, I I was managing a really cool British pub down in the East Village of New York City and I was working nights and I was closing up the place and I was, you know, talking with customers and learning about good food and my music, personal music library, my brain was expanded incredibly for music and I had a jazz brunch. It was great. And when schedules aligned, I got to spend the wee hours of the night in the morning and into the morning playing bluegrass harmonica with our uh, banjo-playing bartender. That was uh, some pretty cool times. And I could go in-depth to any of this stuff from a a wellness perspective or all of the stuff that I explored during that particular period of time. But there was an underlying issue, um, a wellness concern that kind of needed to be addressed uh, in order to be able to achieve all that stuff. And that was sleep. My poor sleep, my lack of sleep, my terrible sleep habits. These sleep habits that have been plaguing me my entire life, really. I mean, when I was a little boy, I actually had a TV in my bedroom. We were a home of four people with five televisions. I had a TV in my bedroom, and I actually had a long cord that you'd plug into the outlet, and you'd plug the TV into that, and then you had a switch in your hand 
that would turn the outlet on or off, turning the TV on or off. And I would lay in bed so that I didn't have to get up out of bed to turn the TV off. And I never wanted the TV to go off. So I would fall asleep inevitably with that TV on and that switch in my hands. We were also, uh, incidentally, one of the first homes in the country to get cable TV in the early 70s. Um, again, you used to have to get up and, and actually change the channel. So I had a cable box in front of me, a switch to turn the TV off, and I never wanted to leave that TV. I was doing a lot of escaping when I was a boy. And then when I started hitting adolescence and the depression really started to really started to hit and the bullying began and I just never wanted to go to sleep and then through high school and into my fraternity days in college which really needs no explanation about sleep issues there right up through the exciting but health defying time I spent in New York City it was a good time down there but I was certainly not getting healthy as a result and and now that at that moment that that period I was consciously striving to become a healthier me, I needed to fix this. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it unless I addressed my sleep. And I'm not going to spend this period, this time, talking about the amazing benefits of sleep. And I will for sure. But you, you just can't sustain the energy of wanting to run and ride and swim and play music and go out with friends and close up a bar four nights a week as a manager, not a customer. You can't do any of that. You can't sustain it unless you deal with your sleep. It seems kind of weird to, you know, to say I'm going to work on my sleep. I mean, after all, uh, there's not an energy area in the feng shui bagua that I mentioned that says, you know, sleep, uh, think about that. But probably back then, a few thousand years ago, sleep was sort of a, a natural thing. Uh, it's always been a natural thing. I mean, living creatures have been around for three billion years and still all this time later we still have to spend a third of our lives sleeping that's just crazy nature has not figured out a workaround to our need to spend so much time in a very vulnerable status so to speak a very vulnerable state of sleeping we still have to do it that's how important it is for everybody and it was certainly important for me during that, that clear year. And it may not have been vital to think about when they created the Bagua, but it's important to think about now. Science actually has been learning more and more about why we sleep, what happens during sleep, and why we're having problems with sleep more and more in our society. And even though some aspects of sleep are still a mystery, it deserves to be at the very top of, of the list of health and wellness domains, like the, like the ones I've been talking about, right along with how we use our hands and our feet and our minds and our hearts. How you use your bed is critical. In fact, during this particular period, it was really how I'm using my futon, actually. In fact, when I moved to New York City, I slept for three years on the floor, eventually got a uh, a mattress, which I put on the floor, um, eventually got to a bed. All right, that's good. And then back to a futon. I never, I clearly never took sleep seriously. And that just so needed to change. 
it just needed to change. If I wanted to grow in a positive and healthy way along my personal path of wellness, I absolutely needed to learn how to sleep. I needed, more importantly, to learn how to fall asleep. And I did. I learned how to fall asleep. And but I'm going to talk about how I did that um, next time. So until then. <laughs>